Praise Thank the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, so uh, let me just tell you this before I begin. There's a shout that you make. And then there's a shout that makes you. The shout that you make is when you shout when everything's good. Bills paid, children acting right, holy God. <laughs> the shout that makes you is when you stand before Jericho and everything looks crazy. And walls come tumbling down. You know what I hear in Winners Church today? I hear a wall crumbling shout. Because if the battle has already been won, you can't do anything to improve the result. It's finished. What you have to do is shout it to get it. Because depressed people don't get breakthrough blessing. So I wonder today if I could ask you in the Winners Church to stand. And give the Lord. I love what Pastor said. Consumerism. Yeah. Just give him a shout because he's worthy. Now that was a shout. Amen. You can't praise God like a woman putting on lipstick. <laughs> Lifted hand and open mouth. Yes, Biblical praise. Yes, huh? yes. You may be seated. Joy to be with Pastor Ziggy and Pastor Annie and with uh, the Winners Church and of course with my daughter and son-in-law and my grandchildren. Great to have my wife with me uh, today. I'm ready to get into the Word. I understand today that I have time. Well, you'll, you'll, fi you'll, find out. you'll find out. Luke 21, 24 to 29, Romans 11, 25, Genesis 48, 14 to 18. Did you get that? We're going straight to the Word of God. We will be going PowerPoint. At the end of the meeting, after prayer, I'll be showing you a video from the Army of Israel. I'm the only one in the country that has it. That really impressed everyone, Pastor. <laughs> what if I just read the word? <laughs> preach the word. I won't preach today. Hallelujah. Read with me. And they shall fall by the prophecy one. Say one. The people of Israel will fall by the edge of the sword. Number, prophecy two. Read. 
they shall be led away captive into all nations. History tells you 104 nations captured them. Prophecy 3. Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles. History tells you for 2,773 years, Jerusalem was trodden down by the Gentiles. Prophecy 4. Until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. Prophecy 4 is, there will come a time in the generation that will see the coming of the Messiah when that which is captured is released by the power of God. Jerusalem will be given back. Now I want to point something out to you. There is no other place in the Bible, in the 31,124 chapters of the Bible, there is no other place in the Bible where, in seven words, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight words. That they are three timing words. How many of you believe that God is a God of timing? Yes. Say amen. amen. And his timing is never yours. He always on time and you always late. You don't have the mental capacity to decide timing for your life. This is the only place in the Bible where three timing words. Say that word. Until. Say that word. Time. Say this word. Until. I'll be showing you what that means prophetically for your life today. Hmm? Next. Prophecy 5. Read. I have an astonishing word about that to give you. You will not believe it. Prophecy 6. Prophecy 7. Greek word astari, asteroid. Mm -hmm. Prophecy 8. Prophecy 9. Prophecy 10. Prophecy 9, the sea. Prophecy 10, the waves, tsunamis and floods. I want you to see prophecy 11. 11 prophecies in two verses. That ain't Muhammad, folks. That's not the Quran. That's Christ and the Word. Would you like to see Prophecy 11? Yes. Next. A pandemic affair. The last prophecy before the coming of Christ is a pandemic affair. So, you know, Church people, of course, not here at the Winners Church, but church people generally, they believe Christ is coming, signs will come. Uh, their response to fulfilled sign is staying away from church. They're afraid that a viral particle will come out of the mouth of the preacher and, and COVID is going to jump into them. But they still go to Walmart. So, so Walmart gets more devotion than church. Over the belly. Don't talk like that. Don't talk like that. Now, now, let me show you how that is the last prophecy. This is astonishing. Read. For they are looking after those things which are coming upon the what? For the powers of heaven shall be. Look at verse 27. Read. Then shall they see the Son of Man coming in cloud with power and great glory. Verse 28. When these things stop. When these things you will never see the end. You will see the beginning of the end. 
When the earth is shouting end, God is thundering beginning. There are three beginnings in the word of God. The beginning of the latter glory, the beginning of the latter reign, the beginning of the key of David. Would you like to hear about that? Go to the table after. I can't, I can't preach on that. That's huge revelation. Huge. Okay. When these things begin to come to pass, then what? And what? Because you're what? Could you say that one more time? Then what? And then what? Because you're what? Pastor, I, I know I'm in Oklahoma City, but these people can't read English. <laughs> Why are you misreading the word like that? Don't you see what it says? When these things begin to come to pass, buy seven years of tribulation food, check your gun, buy your ammunition, run to the mountain, dig a bunker, and holla. That's how some of the church lives. I don't want to hear about prophecy because it scares me. The only thing people that prophecy scares are people that are living like hell. Huh? Huh? Because there are 8,394 verses in the Bible that are prophetic. So if you don't like prophecy, you have to el eliminate 27% of the Bible. Huh? Somebody say beginning. How many of you realize that in this time of COVID, something has begun in the spirit and begun prophetically and begun in you? God, that should make a Catholic hold your beads and say, Hail Mary. All right. Okay. Say times of the Gentiles. Say that. Say times. Okay. Remember that. Okay. Now, Romans eleven twenty-five. And then I'm going to preach. Folks, I've got a word from God for you today. I guarantee you. Oh my. Oh my. Uh, okay. Romans 11, 25. Amen. Anytime before the rapture would be good. Okay. 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 Let's go. Let's read together. To, together we'll read. Read. For I would not, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be... See, God presupposes to know that there are some church people that will have false wisdom and demonic conceit. Oops. Nobody like that here, I'm sure. Okay, next. That blindness in part. Now you've got to hear that. Blindness in part has happened to so slow your roll, bro. Everything's under control. She blind for now. Don't get up in a wad. She's okay. God take care of her. Yesterday I did a prophetic uh, uh, Facebook Live. I call it the prophecy alert on Russia and Ukraine. We had people from around the world. I could not believe it. So I have to do a second one. Read. Say blindness in is happened to Look at that next word. No, no, the next word. Until. Prophetic timing. Pastor, I want to declare prophetically over this church that the timing of God is here. Amen. Not man. God. That should make a Baptist shout. Okay. Until the what? 
That's an amazing word. Meloch hagoyim in the Hebrew. And I'll show you in the Old Testament where that is. So there are two moves. The times of the Gentiles and the fullness of the Gentiles. I'll show you today. Let me read one more scripture. Is that all right? I know, I know I'm reading a lot. Uh, is, is that okay with you? Because uh, uh, I'm actually preaching on one word. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So go to Genesis 48, my brother, would you? Okay. Hallelujah. Oh, sister. Because nowadays you've got to be sure. All right. Uh, sister. Okay, good. Okay, okay. Sister. Okay, read with me. Israel stretched out his and laid it upon who was the and his left hand upon come here, ma'am. What's your name? Shelby. Okay. Are you serious? Shelby? That's my nickname for my daughter. Shelby. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Ma'am, face me. Sir, would you come? And don't, be, don't tell me your name is Shell, okay? All right, so watch. Okay, in the Hebrew tradition, the firstborn is always put on the... The secondborn is al always put on the left. In this case, when God was prophetically blessing with sovereignty and supernatural prerogative, he decided to give the lesser the greater blessing. So look what he did. Instead of putting his hand here, he put his hand and then put the left hand Because on the cross of Jesus, the lesser got the greater. Thank you. Who is that woman? Sis, you will find out all through the message, that's all you'll be saying. That's good. How many of you are happy that the lesser gets the greater? Whenever you are declaring to the Lord that you feel inhibited because somebody is slicker and quicker and better than you, you better testify to God and say, thank you, Father, because the lesser is about to get the greater. It ain't because of your talent and because of your position and because of your status. It's simply because of who he is. Oh. Contrary to public opinion, it ain't about you. I'm unworthy. It ain't about you. I'm thick. It ain't about you. Somebody's bigger. It ain't about you. It's about him. Now watch what happened. Boy, Pastor, I'm flowing in that preaching anointing, bro. Whoa! Lord, have mercy. Lord. For, who is that woman? All right. Verse 15. Verse 15. 15. Verse 15. Let's go quick. I want to preach. Verse 15. Hallelujah. 
Uh, yeah, verse 15. Yep. Right. Read. He blessed Joseph and said, Before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac did walk, the God which fed me all my life long unto this day. Next. Read. The angel which redeemed me from all evil blessed the lads. Let my name be named on them. And Isaac, let them grow into a what? A what? Now, watch this. Out of Ephraim is going to come a... In the Hebrew, Meloch Hagoim. The same words used for the fullness of the Gentiles. Comes out of Ephraim. I'll show you. Next verse. Read. Yeah, yeah, all that's good. Next one. Next. 18, that's good. Good. Hallelujah. Glory. Verse 18. Read. I prophesy fullness. You have two types of prophecy. When I come and tell this young man, something good is going to happen to you. And begin to, I, I, I'm foretelling for your tomorrow. The second aspect of prophecy is when I foretell. So whenever he's preaching from the word of God, he is prophesying. Except when I say, thus saith the Lord, I could be wrong. Because it's coming through a flesh vessel. When he says, thus saith the Lord from the word, he can't be wrong. So when I quote the word to you and tell you fullness is here, it's here. I cannot be wrong. Amen. Father, thank you for our pastor and for his wife Annie and for his family and uh, for your people that are here today. I ask that heaven would come to earth, that the tree of life would hang low, that we pick the fruit. Take us to your high place. Amen. Quickly. There are two prophetic movements in our world before the coming of the Messiah. One, the times of the Gentiles that has to do with the world. The fullness of the Gentiles does ha that has to do with the descendants of Ephraim. Or the fullness of the nations. Or the fullness that comes into the house of God. So there are two moves happening at the same time. The times of the Gentiles and the... One is going out. The other is coming in. One is breaking up. The other is coming together. One is testifying of death. The other is experiencing. One is cracking up the world. But one is being healed by the power of Almighty God. So whereas it is correct to say that the world is going to hell in a handbasket, it is correct to say that it is cracking up. It's correct 
to say that there is lack, but there's another side of the story. I wish I had somebody to shout hallelujah to the almighty God. There's another side to the story. That side is being raised up. That side is experiencing abundance. That side is experiencing life. That side is being raised up. Now, now, let me show you how this doesn't apply. You are in it. You are in the world. Which means every principle that decides their future has nothing to do with me. Look at somebody and tell them, I have a different destiny. Because my roots are in a different world. I wish I had somebody to say, I belong to another world. I just happen to live here for a few years, but I really do belong to. Now, let me, let me tell you something about another world. Huh? Can I? Can I tell somebody? Uh, let me tell you how much Christians, some Christians know about another world. And I was experiencing the days of our lives. And then I had all my. But we had a problem. So we were living on the edge of night. I got sick and they had to take me to the. There I met the young doctors, ma'am. And there I asked for a guiding light to take me to another. That's all some Christians know about another world, a soap opera life. But I am here to annoy, announce to you today that right now, when the earth is testifying of hate and of bitterness and of being fractured and of being uh, living in poverty and privation and living cracked up with no answers, there is another world coming from the kingdom of Almighty God that is in this church today. And it is a spiritual world of fullness and power and anointing and supply and glory. Can I declare to somebody that fullness is here? And turn, o- turn off your cash register. Turn off your cash register. How about fullness of joy? Fullness of peace. Fullness of power. Fullness of passion. Fullness of drive. Fullness of anointing. And then fullness of money. Can I prophesy over somebody's life that whatever emptiness the enemy has tried to bring in your life and your family is being broken by the power of the Lord right here and right now and the fullness of God and the fullness of heaven and the power of God and the power of heaven and the plan of God and the plan of heaven is walking into your life. Okay, let me go quickly. Let me go quickly. Let me go quickly. 
What is the times of the Gentiles for the valley? It's simple. The times of the Gentiles is simply a period of time in Gentile history where Gentiles or Hagoyim or the heathen or the nations would have domination over the city of Jerusalem. But there will come a day in the generation that will see the coming of the Lord when Jerusalem will be given back because whatever is touched by prophetic destiny has to be returned before the coming of the Lord. Whatever is targeted for prophetic use in the end of time will not be bound. It will be released by the power of the Lord. Now wait a minute. Do you mean Jerusalem? Are you telling me that Jerusalem will be captured five times in the Old Testament? She's called holy five times in the New. She's called holy. Are you telling me holy things can be captured? Yeah. The enemy isn't going to capture your trash. All he wants is your holy stuff. All he wants are the things in you that are destined for prophetic breakout. So if you're under attack, look at the devil and say, thank you, bro. Just tell him thank you. Because now you know that there are things in you that God is about to raise up for prophetic breakout. And since he can't change your future, he tries to change your present. Tries to change your attitude. Tries to change the way you look at things. Tries to get you to major on the minor and minor on the major. But I want to declare to somebody, holy things can be captured. Amen. Let me explain. The Ark of the Covenant was the holiest thing on the face of the earth. The Hebrew word is Aaron. The chest of God or the heart of God or the throne of God. It was captured and put in the house of Dagon, a Philistinian God. But a captured presence decapitated their God. Which means, even when things ain't right with me, I'm a bad man. <laughs> even when things aren't right with me, the devil must be very scared of who I am. Yes. Huh? You know why? Because in one millisecond, in the twinkling of an eye, my praise can come out of my spirit disregard my soul, disregard my mind, disregard my emotion, disregard my circumstance, jump out of my spirit into my flesh world, and from the moment that happens, hell ceases to have a hold on me. Even when things in my life are busted, beaten, broken, and things aren't looking right, in one millisecond, my praise can jump out of my spirit and do damage over the work of the enemy. I wish I had somebody with a spirit praise right now to give him a shout of hallelujah in the house of Almighty God. Hell can't hold me. The devil can't bind me. The grave can't bury me. The prison can't hold me. I have a praise. Look, look. Look, do you know there's a part of you that is inaccessible to the enemy? He can't touch your spirit. He can touch your soul, your mind, and body, but not your spirit. Oh, I wish I could give you some information. I wish I could give you some information on that. There's an untouchable part of you. Now, He took 
Jerusalem. I've been to Jerusalem 22 times. We work directly with the Israeli parliament. Uh, members of the Israeli parliament asked me to travel with them around the world. They speak for 15 minutes, I speak for 45. <laughs> because they want to know how a Gentile can know more about Israel than them. They ask me that. So I travel around the world speaking to kings and prime ministers and all kinds of people. So I know about this. Let me tell you something about Jerusalem. One, she was taken by Assyria, then by Egypt, and after that by, uh, by Babylon, then the Medes and the Persians, then the Romans, and after that in, 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 in 160, Antiochus Epiphanes, and then uh, after that in 70 AD, the Romans, then the Muslims came, and then the Crusaders, and then the Turks, and then uh, 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 came the Tartars, and then came the Mamluks, and then came the Mongols, and I can go on and on and on. Hitler killed six million Jews in 12 years. One million under the age of nine. He died in 1945. They became a nation in 1948, three years later. Because when you're under covenant, you will outlive your enemy. Come on now. now, I wish I had somebody with a shout in this place right now. You're about to outlive your oppressor. You're about to outlive your enemy. You're about to outlive that devil. You're about to outlive that person. You're about to... Can I, can I prophesy over somebody and tell them you're about to outlive? When I came to America, I was born in the Caribbean. When I came to America, I leave blue water, white sand, brown people, the best food in the world, and palm trees to move to Oklahoma. You know what I mean, right? <laughs> I've been living in shock for 35 years. Came here, and they didn't even speak English. They don't say dog, they say dog. What's wrong with you people? They don't say line, they say line. I've been living in shock for 35 years. I ended up marrying an Oki. God have mercy. Cherokee. Cherokee. Wild Indian. I tell her every day, I am the boss. She says, why don't you come out from under the bed? But even though Jerusalem was captured and Jerusalem had 38 sieges, had uh, 17 demolitions, 18 rebuilding, God said, the day is going to come when I'm going to yank you out of the hand of the enemy and Gentiles will no longer have dominion in you. And when that happens, a miracle is going to happen and 11 prophecies are going to come to pass. But I'm going to show you my power, old Jerusalem. I will yank you out of the hands of the Gentiles and give you back Jerusalem to my people. Well, you know what happened on June the 5th, 1967? You know what happened? Huh? The Six-Day War? Jerusalem was taken out of the hands of Jordan and given back to the Jews on that day. We call it the Six-Day War. Pastor, every year, I have members of the parliament and former members that I bring to America, and we travel around America doing rallies for Israel. One of them is a dear friend of mine, dear, dear friend. He travels with me once a year, sometimes twice. His name is Elhanan Glazer. He said, Sherlock, mm -mm, it wasn't six days. It was four hours. We won the war in four hours. How can that be? 
Well, when we were attacked by Syria and by Egypt and by Jordan, what we did was we mounted an air raid, and we launched our air force against Egypt, the number one military power in the Arab world. We bombed her airports, we bombed her airfields, and bombed her aircraft. We neutralized her power. Actually, we won the war in four hours. It took us five and a half days to clean up the mess. So you are telling me that the Gentiles captured Israel for 2,773 years, and in four hours, God gave it back? And by the way, they ain't even saved yet. Their covenant is still under the blood of bulls and... And in four hours, God took a whole city, yanked it out of the hand of the enemy, and gave it back. Because the first prophetic move of God in relation to Jerusalem and you is this. Whatever the enemy has captured cannot be held. It has to be released. Question. Does the enemy, has he stolen something or taken something from you? or held something that you believe this morning can be released by the power of the Lord. Now wait, remember, their covenant is built on the blood of animals. Our covenant is built on the precious blood. The writer of Hebrews says that's better blood with a better priest, with a better covenant, with a better promise, with a better mediator, with a better law. So what God is saying is if I have the power to release something the enemy has held, an entire city, am I not God enough to come into your family, into your life, into your job, into your heart, into your business, and release something that the enemy has captured right now? He can release a city. Can he release your mind, your heart, your body, your husband, your wife, your son? You, you, you don't know the hell I'm going through. I don't, and I really don't care. Who wants to hear about your hell? I have enough of my own. Huh? What I want to hear is that you believe that God can do it today. You know, do do you know why some Christians deal with the same thing over and over? Because a lot of them nurse their curse and rehearse their curse so God doesn't disperse their curse. I want to declare to you that if God has the power to release a city that was held for 2,773 years in four hours under the Abrahamic covenant built on animal blood and you have better blood and you've had a problem for five years or 10 years or 15 years, don't you think that our God has greater power because of greater covenant to walk into your life right now and release what the enemy has captured? Devil, you right here and right now in the Winner's Church, you got to release my joy and release my power and release my anointing and release my peace and release my passion and release my drive and release my vision and release my dream because you may have captured it, but you cannot hold it. Right. I want 10 people. 
that would say, Sherlock. I, and by the way, that's really my name. <laughs> I want 10 people that believe that right now, that God will release something that the enemy has captured. Right now. Amen. Right here. Yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me explain to you why. Let me, let me spend a moment telling you why. But, honey, are you okay? I know. It will be done. She will be delivered. What Father has given you is washed in His blood. So it doesn't belong to or the devil. When the devil took it, he didn't know what he was doing. Because what's going to happen is when I get it back, because it's covered with, he will be ordered to give it seven times more. So actually, it was a setup. For my comeback. Amen. He had no understanding of the fact that when God restored it, it would be bigger and better and more glorious. Amen. And God never asks you why, who, when, and how. He just says, time. This is your time. So I want you to do something right now. Would you lift your hand and just give him some Holy Ghost praise. Matalamanda. <laughs> Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. Thank you. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He can't hold it. He can't bind it. He can't bury it. He can't stop it. He can't inhibit it. It's coming back. It's coming back. It's coming back. Somebody shout, it's coming back. Lay your hands on somebody next to you and tell them, I see it coming back.
don't ask him, don't ask him why it left. Thank him because it's coming back bigger and better. Whatever God gives back becomes bigger and better. Look at Jerusalem today. The number one city in the world per capita for building. Number one. In a desert. Don't be caught up with the emotional trauma of why it left. Caught up with the great expectation of when it comes back. It's bigger. I see it big in Winner's Church. Better. Holier. Bigger. Numbers. Bigger. Everything that was stolen that is blood covered has to be given back. Amen. Amen. I hear the word of the Lord, numbers. I hear the word of the Lord, fullness, coming back. Sit on for a minute. I, I, sit on for a minute. Let me just feel my way around in, in, in the anointing today. Feel my way around. Hallelujah. Amy, son, son. Okay, all right. Okay, let me show you some stuff. Uh, okay, son, I, I'm way from done. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Shake it to so, so a city. See, no, no, nobody can tell me they don't believe this because it's in the history book. If you don't believe it, that just makes you a moron. You have Corona Morona. Yeah, that's, uh, 
Yeah. You don't believe that? It's in the, it's in the Eastern world. All right. There's another thing that happened that day. You, now, I have a PowerPoint presentation that I haven't touched yet. All I'll be able to do is give you three points from an eight-point message. But somebody could have said, go ahead, but nobody, nobody said nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, it's just, ter it's just terrible. <laughs> You're too late. Let me give you the second point, because you would say, Sherlock, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, yeah. But did you read Zechariah 1, 4, 7, 8, Zechariah 2, 14, and 17? Did you read that about Jerusalem? One, I have chosen you. Two, I will comfort you. Three, I'm a wall of fire around you. Four, I am jealous over you. Five, you are the apple of my eye. Six, I have chosen you. Seven, I'm coming back to you. Jerusalem. Question, has God chosen you? Does God, does God comfort you? Is the baptism of fire in you? Yes. Is he jealous over you? Yes. Is he coming back for you? Yes. Then there is a Jerusalem parallel. Yes. Oh God, you want to hear me preach on Jerusalem. You do. I'm a wild man when I preach on Honest to God. What you're seeing today, I'm being nice to you. Rachel is asking me, how come you're being that? Consider it, you know. The, the second thing that happened that day, watch carefully, watch carefully. The second thing that happened that day was a city that was divided between east and became. The purpose of the enemy is always to divide your life. Divide your mind, divide your thought, divide your emotions, divide your vision, divide your giving. Divide. The purpose of the enemy is to divide. Why? Because when the enemy attacks you, if your life is all divided up, he doesn't have to use a devil to attack you. He just uses you to beat you. The divided part of you that is unsurrendered is used by the enemy to whoop the other side of you. So if you are here and part of your commitment, your worship, you know some people say, well, I don't roll like that. My praise, I'm, I'm kind of on the other side. My praise ain't hollering. I can't lift my hand and open my mouth. That ain't how I roll. Liar. Liar. And by the looks of things, all of you seem quite capable. <laughs> Including me. I want, you, I want you to hear me. The enemy would want to divide your thought, your worship, your passion, your commitment, your time. Because he knows when it is divided, there's a part of you that always be used to whoop the other part of you. But on the day of the prophetic move, the divided Jerusalem became. Holy. 
And I want to declare over you today, the divided part of you is over. There are some things that I have noticed about this church. I've only been here once. My daughter does not talk to me about, about that. All she tells me, she told me one thing. My pastor is a diamond waiting ready, getting ready to be discovered around the world. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Say that again. No. That's really all she tells me, didn't you? But let me tell you what I noticed. Let me tell you what I, I noticed. And by the way, I, I be a witness to that. Let me tell you. Is that I? Let me tell you what I've noticed. Whatever you do, you do it with all your heart. Oh yeah. What I have I, I don't know who you are. I don't know who this yeah, I don't know who he is. I don't know who these folk are. I, I know none of you. It's wonderful being in a church where you know nobody. But let me tell you something. Some of you people here have been loosed. And you're about to be launched. The launching has already begun. I just came this morning to give you a little kick in the backside. I'd be happy to do that, to let you know that your, your destiny is shifting dimensions, not levels. And that this morning, God is making somebody whole. Do you know how it feels to live with a mind not divided, and emotions not divided, and a body not divided, and a passion not divided? Ask my wife if she knows anybody like that. After preaching for 52 years, how many hours do I still spend in my office a day? A day. Pastor, I don't have to study for the rest of my life. I've studied so much. But I'm driven. <laughs> and I give God... All the glory. So, so let me tell you, thus saith the Lord, somebody is made whole. Amen. Not healed. Healed is your body. Whole is your memory, your mind, your emotions. It's a prophetic move linked to Jerusalem. Can I give you the last one before I give you the three words? And I can't even... I've been preaching for one hour already. It don't seem like it, does it? It does to me. <laughs> you know, when I... When I was in Trinidad, there was a turkey that sounded just like that. <laughs> Honest to God, I'm telling you. S saved. Thank you. Thank you for bringing back 
the memory. <laughs> I want to give you point number three. I won't even go to the PowerPoint. All we'll do is go to the army a little later. That PowerPoint is amazing. <laughs> I come to preach with PowerPoint and I, I, I putting it all. Bero uh, Katabasata. On June the 5th, 1967, when Jerusalem was given back, prophetic move of a generation, Mount Moriah was given back. Now, Mount Moriah is mentioned in the Bible first in Genesis 22, when Abraham went up to Mount to offer, never kill him, because he told the guys in the valley, we're coming back. Because what you offer to God in death or sacrifice is brought back in resurrection. God didn't want him to kill his son. God wanted to see if he would give up what he loved to get what he needed. Because when Isaac came back, his name was put in the Godhead. The God of Abraham. He went up a son but came back a father. Now, there were two sets of things in the valley. The lads and the... Huh? Yeah, some animal had borne, had on it all the wood. What was it? Huh? What animal was it? Uh, no, the Bible never said donkey, sir. The Bible never said donkey. The Bible said, you're not going to say it because you're too spiritual to quote the word. <laughs> so let me say, let me say to you, the ass, beard, bothy, you know. The, there are always two types of people that don't go up to worship. The little lads and the asses. They always stay in the... They never... They always want to bear the... Carry the wood. He, he went up. And he's about to... And God says... You're afraid to say something, right? <laughs> And God said, don't. Why? There's a, a ram caught in the... And the word thicketh means what? Bushes or thorns. Point number one, sometimes God sends the miracle, but is caught in the thorns of life. You have to pray it through and praise it through and trust it through. And waited through. But what was it caught by? What do the Jews call the ram's horn? Oh, the shofar. Shofar. What does the shofar do? It blows, signal an army, signal a victory, signal a fast, call an assembly. 
It's blown 101 times on Yom Kippur. So what God is saying, in the day of my prophetic move, your worship will come back. Watch this. And your bondage will become your blast. I want you this morning in this church to let the devil know that nothing is going to stop my worship. And two, whatever you have used to create bondage in me now becomes my blast. Do you know what I hear tonight, this morning? I hear a blast in this church. Now, I know my daughter is a part of the worship team and all of that, but yeah, thank you for that. But you are who now, Nikki? Nikki? And your other members? And the drum player is who? Who is Gabe? Where is he at? But boy, you can pound them things, bro. And then you had, I think, a guitar player. Oh. Who? Do that again? Oh, the ones I bought to put down. Okay. All right. Let me tell you something. There's a blast that comes out of y'all. And it's holy. Are you hearing me? It's holy. So, so today, I, ha- I, I, I wish I had the time to tell you about those three Greek words. Until the times... Oh. You guys want to come back at six? Oh my! But we'll do that. We can do that. Get me a hotel room. I checked out. But don't look at me like that. (laughs) I'd be happy to come and show you some stuff. So, stop here. All right. Okay. Look. Huh? Amen. Stop here. Yeah. Don't go on no more. All right. We'll come back tonight. Look. I always love to go to a church for the first time. Because I like the Lord to speak to me about things I don't know about. And I'll tell you, sir, this man, this woman, There are few of them I know in the country like him. Now, now when I say few, I mean to be to be to be numbered on my right hand. I remember I travel every week. I'm trying. (laughs) 
There, there, there are few of them. Few that carry that kind. Of an, no, I've done weeks, meetings for three months, but for a year? That has to be God on every level, including yours. It has to be God. Number one. Number two. I see among you a blast. Whatever you do, it's like a blast. It's like him. <laughs> and I say, I say that respectfully. Honest to God. The third thing I want to tell you is people that have that kind of touch from God have not been touched to be touched. They are touched to touch others. Tonight I'm going to show you what God showed me about fullness and continue the Greek words and show you the 11 signs. You will be amazed, I promise you. It's going to be a good night. And it's great to be with you. I, I'm, I'm, I just want to, may I show that five minute yeah. clip on the arm? All right, let me, let me tell you what that's about. You will see a guy, how tall are you, 6'5"? 6'3". Six, 6'3". Six, My son's 6'3". And he, um, um, this guy is 6'9". No, he is a general from the army in Israel. And he is in charge from Etzema. In Galilee to Matsada, 260 kilometers. He's the general over. He took time off to honor us in the Jordan Valley with a project. I just want you to see it, to know, to know that God is, that God is able to choose somebody from the Caribbean that came to the big country. <laughs> My country is 55 miles long by 45 miles wide. When I came to America, I couldn't believe the length of the cars. <laughs> it would never end. They picked me up in a Delta 88 Oldsmobile. You know, the, when I opened the door, I thought I was going into a barn. <laughs> Wonderful country. But I want you to see it, and I'm going to stand near one of them and just point out some things to you, and then I'm going to turn to pastor. Make a couple of announcements about my tapes and all that. I'm going to turn to. Is that all right? Okay. So, ma'am, uh, could you turn, is it possible to turn these lights off here? Uh, uh, it, yeah, no problem. If, if it's not, still do it, okay? okay. All right. oh, thank you. Thank you. Now they can't see me, but that's all right. All right, let's go, please. And I'll, I'll, I'll come over here by my brother, P the piano player. It's the 417th Brigade. I take groups to Israel every year. We are in our bus. There are about 48 of us. We are now going into the army base. This gentleman here is a very powerful very connected man. These are two of the commanders in the army.
So is she very connected. All these are boys and girls. Boys served three years, girls served two years from 18. Straight out of high school, they joined the army. General Udi. This is unique. My name is Udi. I'm uh, the brigade commander for the 417th Brigade. Uh, in charge from all the way north from Tzemach, uh, from the Sea of Galilee, uh, south all the way to uh, Masada. So we have uh, over 260 kilometers of uh, area of responsibility uh, where this uh, brigade is, uh, is in charge. Uh, uh, and as I said, there's a, a big area of responsibility and, and the burden of it, or the burden of it, falls on the, on the shoulders of the young soldiers here, the men and, uh, and uh, women that have to operate here 24-7, day and night, uh, different uh, levels of, uh, of work, uh, year-round, in probably the harshest uh, uh, place uh, in Israel, we're in the lowest place in Israel. So the conditions here are very, very uh, difficult to operate uh, on, all, on all levels. The help of people like you and your contribution, which is, uh, I haven't got any word uh, to thank you for it, uh, but it really goes down, and that's what's important. It, it's not for the commanders, it's for the soldiers to have a place that's to sit in build. the evening, and it's been open for 10 days, something like that. <laughs> but it's, it, it really is so important, so they have a place in the evening, after a long day of work, in the sun, with the flies, to sit yes. down, talk with themselves, have a cup of coffee, and and I think, or I don't think I know, it gives them the extra power to do what they do here uh, year long, uh, and so that's really important. I'm telling you, I've seen it for the last 10 days. Uh, I didn't think it would have such a big influence on what goes here on base. There are over 300 soldiers living day long on this, uh, on this base, uh, and so it gives them uh, a place to sit and I think it also shows them that there are people around the world that care for them, yeah. that think that what they know, what they do is important and help secure uh, Israel and protect uh, uh, this uh, important uh, state uh, in the Middle East and it gives them and us the added value so I want to from the bottom of my heart and, and from all the soldiers and commanders here to thank you very, very much for your kind uh, contribution. And I'm telling you, it makes a big difference. So thank you very, very much for that. When I was given the opportunity to come to the army base in Jerusalem, and I had to choose what project we wanted to be involved in, they gave us many and we chose the Border Patrol and the Army because we believe that the hands of Almighty God are upon you and every day some of us pray for you yes. every day. Yes.
Everybody ready? This is a former member of the parliament that travels with yeah. me every year. Of the Israeli parliament. They will know thanks to who? Please. The Christians. Thank you very, very much. Can you get closer yes. a little bit? This Lisa Corner was donated by Shiloh Balamis with love and appreciation to all IDF soldiers. Thank you. Many of you participated in this. Hallelujah. We, the Lord has given us an astonishing opportunity to touch the soldiers of Israel. And that's what we are going to do. Let me tell you two things before I go. If anybody has an interest in going to Israel, I'm your Huckleberry. <laughs> I'm the one you want to go with. Do you know why? I mean, I've preached with Hagee, Perry Stone's a friend, all the guys. But no one does collectively what I do on my trip. And... Okay, here we go. We go into the Israeli parliament and don't show a passport. You know why? I have connections. <laughs> yeah. It's really amazing. We go to the army base that is close to the Jewish public and the American public. It is closed. They open for us. They do weapon displays. They do canine display. All kinds of stuff for us. We do things that no other group does. I think I have maybe 13 or 14 seats 14 seats left uh, on my tour. I don't advertise. This is all I say. And it gets filled up. So if you want to uh, uh, sign up, uh, yes. <laughs> if you don't want to, that's okay too. This here is a bag. It's insulated. It has place for a drink. Water. Water. Anything else, it burns up. This has my CDs, DVDs, and books. I've authored 13 books. I've got, I think, 10, 10 of them here. And we've almost cut the price in half for you. No, I don't have to do that. Because my stuff is good. <laughs> so I don't have to cut it, but I do to be a blessing to people. So see us at the back. Pastor, let me tell you. Bro, let me tell you, man. I seldom meet people that walk the kind of walk you walk. I want a part of that. You know, we are all really collections of each other, anointed by the Holy Spirit. Amen? Oh, oh by the way, can you believe it? I have my own college. <laughs> Nobody like me. Well, when I say I have my own college, I have another college that covers everything that we do. Accredits our courses can be accepted in any university. <laughs> and my first course was 40 hours long. The normal course in college is 15 hours. 
three credits. My first course was 40 hours teaching the book of Revelation verse by verse with 600 pages of notes. Let somebody laugh or do something. <laughs> and if anybody would like to know about it, you can let me know. But I'll be at the back with my dear wife, Renee, and Pastor, your man, I'm so hungry. I am so hungry. I am so hungry. So I'm going to. You hungry too, bro? But, but you didn't work as hard as me. But we're going to have a great time. God bless you, guys. Praise the Lord. Come on, let's give Jesus a great big shout. Amen.